You ever wonder if like the little teapot has any other songs or if it's just all about him? There's one hit wonder. Yeah. Happens sometimes. It is a him, by the way. For the PC police say, Ooh, you mean the the spout is a penis. Brunch! Hit it, boys! Hey man, what's Morbius? What's Morbius? What is Morbius? What is Morbius? It's a movie. I've only seen jokes about Morbius. Haven't seen the movie. Haven't heard anything other than jokes about Morbius. I uh, I don't know much about Morbius. I know that it's like a comic book movie. Jared Leto plays like a bat guy. He plays a, uh, I believe from the trailer, uh, it's a doctor who can't walk. And he's like trying to figure out ways to mess with his genes or like his blood or whatever to make him strong and like cure his paralysis or whatever you want to say. Uh, and then he just like finds a way to turn himself into a supervillain. So it's like the secret world of Alex Mack. Did you ever see that show? That, that, that might be like a... That's a different sort of like... She turns into like Capri Sun. Yeah, she and, falls into Capri Sun yeah. and she gets up and then she's Capri Sun. That's right. And you ever try to open a Capri Sun? I have. Famously tricky. Eh, not to brag, but I'm pretty good at it. You get the juice everywhere. You po- you, it's, 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 it's a big mess. Who, may, who thought of the juice bag concept? How come when people say what's Morbius, someone tells them about the movie Morbius, but if you say what's up, they only talk about themselves. That's a good call. They never talk about the they, movie They never up. talk about the movie Up. How come when people talk about the movie Up, they only talk about that fucking old guy? Yeah, and how much they cried at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, cool. That's all we people talk about. Yeah, cool. cool. Even when you ask them about the movie, I say, no, I'm not asking what's up in your life. I'm saying specifically, what is up? Tell me about the movie Up. Please give me the synopsis. Within five seconds, they're making it all about them again. Same thing with that fucking... Uh, you ever wonder if... Like, the little teapot has any other songs, or if it's just all about him. There's one hit wonder. Happens yeah. sometimes. It is a him, by the way. For the PC police say, ooh, you mean the, the spout is a penis. <laughs> Finally, the age-old question has been answered. What's the story with the little teapot? <laughs> yeah. Well, is that, is that Decent musician, but just couldn't get off singing about his dick. <laughs> Short and stout. Yeah, a little teapot. Could they were like cool? Any other song ideas that aren't about your uh, your your that your aren't old, just your old dong here, pal? Teapot's got the same syndrome as uh, fans going to their first game. They just don't know that everything isn't about them. Speaking of fans going to their first game, oh boy, did we have a time! You know what I'm doing? whatever uh, <laughs> that's a good song man it is that gets me in the spirit because they play it at baseball games but people don't understand what song is that it's called center field by oh, really? john fogarty okay do you know the chorus of it i uh, it goes uh center field put me in coach you really uh, don't know no oh, yeah put me I, yeah in okay he says that's a good song put me in coach i'm ready to play yeah today yeah. so he's He's a, maybe it was a game time decision or something. It seems like that guy needs to know his role a little bit more. Like, let the coach do his job. You're I, on the bench for a reason. Yeah. It's, first of all, like, 
It's the manager. Yeah. Be, Ooh, good call. If you really knew the game, you'd say, put me in, Skip. Yeah, that's right. Um, I was thinking about that song because it was playing at the big game on uh, Monday. The Red Sox had a huge game Monday, and we were, we were lucky enough to go. And uh, that song played. I like they, they've moved it back. That used to be like a, um, a pregame song. Oh, that's a waste of a pregame song. Really? You think that you should play it later in the... Yeah. Okay. Like, that's, that song probably gets the people going. But that song, when like I visualize, when I think of that song, and maybe like other stadiums use it as a pregame song, so maybe I'm confused. Maybe the Red Sox never did it. But like I know that at uh, like Camden Yards, I'm pretty sure they would play that as like a pregame song. And like that song is like the sound of water hitting the dirt. And like the the water, it's a great baseball thing. It's yeah, it's like uh, the players are running out onto the field. Some sun came out today, I believe is one of the lyrics. He's describing that like conditions are decent for baseball. There's yeah. no tarp going. Um, but my the only thing that I picked up from having heard it recently is that like it's um, am, as ambitious as it could be without being too ambitious because he wants to play center field. And for that somebody is, that's like just telling the, the manager yeah. that you exist, yeah, it's like the guy who's who's like begging the manager to put him in the game. It's yeah, like maybe you should stick to right field. Pal. So I was talking to Adam Hart today about it. He's like, w- wouldn't right be? But maybe it's like a negotiation. He knows there's no way that's he's right. sticking he's, him. He's in. coming up. He's coming in higher. Yeah, he's like, hey, I am a center fielder. If you need one, uh, we don't. We have a. It, it, we're like any baseball team worth its salt. You probably we're not taking know out who's center in center. Fielder. The only what would be the only more ambitious thing? Uh DH. Wrong. The pitcher. most ridiculous ask is Put could I be starting pitcher today? <laughs> uh DH is a good one though, because like DH is reserved for somebody who knocks the cover off the ball. Yeah. And if you're asking to be put into DH, yeah. I think you're a little you're a little you're shooting a little too high. And also you're like you're going after a coveted position because you don't have to play defense. I can't remember if it was with you or somebody else, but uh, a few were had at the ball game. I think it was you and me. We were riffing on uh, the designated hitter. Do you remember that? No. So maybe it wasn't you. It probably wasn't me. We uh, actually didn't. We didn't see each other until after the game. N- incorrect. Well, like the ninth inning. The game was already over. Yeah. And I didn't know that it, that it ended. By the way, I knew. I, I went up. I thought it was like the eighth inning. And the game ended, and I just like very casually was like, "Ooh, I knew that was it. <laughs> I know the rules of baseball. <laughs> oh yeah, they're only doing nine today, huh? Okay, you, let's wrap it up, boys. You were famously very observant on Monday because uh, you were trying to spot me like the entire game because oh, yeah. I was uh, I was seated, I was standing standing room only above you, the section, the roof deck above you, mm. and you were looking, you were trying to snipe me, mm. and uh, you were taking pictures of people." And you're like, found you. I was actually pretty pumped. I was like, so this must have been the eighth inning. And I thought it was the seventh inning. And I was like, oh, yeah, Pete's got to be somewhere up there. And I looked up and just like immediately I was like, oh, bam, first try. That's Pete. Took a picture, sent it to you, like ca- called you a clown. I believe said called you, found you, you fucking clown or something like that. that and a, it was like an old one. I was like, that is absolutely not me. When I got up there. I saw the two different people that I thought were you. <laughs> you yeah, you did send me t- two pictures. Yeah. By the time the second one came, I thought that it was a bit. I thought you were it was sincerely an old thought gag. it was you. 
uh, because it was cl- like it was like the most zoomed in like five X iPhone oh, yeah. grainy picture that like oh, yeah. even if it was me, I'd kind of have to like pinch and zoom to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah that is me. No, no, it was not even close to me. It was a good game, though. It was a nice day for a game. No, but they, the, the riffing was... I, I apologize to whichever friend I was riffing with then, but DH is some real, you were designated one job type of thing. So you if, you ain't, have, if you, you ain't tearing the cover off that this ball... This might have been me. It's I not, think, this yeah, sounds yeah, familiar now. I, I think you said, like, doesn't it suck when a DH doesn't get a hit? Yeah, it's, right? like it's literally your only job. Yeah. You, you were designated one job. <laughs> Toss that on a t-shirt. Hey, DH... I, I, what is the term designated for us? Why do they use designated for assignment? Because designated is a baseball term. True, but isn't every baseball player designated for some assignment? Like they've been, someone has chosen that they're going to do something with that player? Like every player has some assignment. It's, you got a job to do. Uh, not necessarily. Not on my off day, to quote Josh Beckett. Not on my off day. Sure, he, but... Uh, when you're at the ballpark, you are assigned a task, mm-hmm. and that is playing baseball and helping the team win. So every player is designated for assignment at some point. Yeah, but de- designated for assignment just means we uh, we don't know what we're going to do with this guy, but he'll probably be gone. So It's as close to getting cut as you can be in baseball. Right. It's sending a warning flare up to everybody saying... Hey, we're going to cut this guy. We've got some garbage here. You want to come pick it up? You want him? <laughs> but a lot of good players have been designated for assignment. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds was designated for assignment. Was he? No. No, I didn't think so. Barry Bonds was sick. You know, like, the whole time. For assignment. David Ortiz. I was pretty sure David Ortiz was designated for assignment at one point. I believe so. Right? By the, the Mariners? Minnesota Twins. Oh, okay. He was with the Mariners. Then he was with the Twins. But when he was with the Mariners, he was David Arias. Really? I didn't know Correct? that. Correct? I, no. I think. I think that David Ortiz at one point in his career mm-hmm. was going by a different name. Famously, Patrice Bergeron was drafted as Patrice Bergeron Cleary. Huh? He's the uh. only Bruin with an Irish last name, I believe. Very cool. Yeah, which I would always get mad whenever they do the... Uh, the like St. Patrick's Day jerseys and everything. Like, oh, Bergeron. They would put like O oh, Bergeron. I'm like, like yo, he like, an he's Irish got an Irish name. <laughs> My brother in Christ, are we tossing this on there? You're a big... Uh, took, man, took long enough to get yeah, there. Yeah, you are a big uh, my brother in Christ guy now. All the way in on my brother in Christ. You've said it so many times, but it literally hasn't worked. Uh, oh, no. It, it literally hasn't not worked every time you've done it. Okay, I was going yeah, to yeah. say, like, every time it's like, landed. It, yeah, yeah. It, it's, uh, it never misses. But And that's not like a, whoa, DJ's really nailing that my brother in Christ usage. It's just like, as long as you... Don't super overdo it. As long as you're just looking for opportunities to use it, the opportunities are going to be right. They will present themselves. Man. I, I mean, I've been dropping my brother in Christ on... I was saying to my sisters all day on Easter, I think I tossed my mom, uh, my brother in Christ at some point. That's a little... Uh, you got to be careful where you use my brother in Christ on Easter. True. That's like, oh, you're flying too close to the sun there, my brother in Christ. Well, I mean... There's got to be a joke to be made about flying too close to the sun on Easter because Jesus actually was a relative of God. He yeah, was he his didn't, son. He didn't fly. Mm. Jesus' boys, man, those guys pulled a fucking number on him. That was a uh, that was an all time screw job. That was that was like a, I saw a thing on like Instagram. Somebody was like, "Hey, I wasn't sure how close I was with a friend, so I stopped texting them." 
and I haven't spoken to them in like forever. You ever have friends like that where you're like, I had a couple friends growing up that they were like nice people and I was tight with them and everything, but I was like, I bet like if I don't say, hey, what are we doing this weekend? Probably never see them again. That's like all my friendships. Oh yeah, you got you got to work for those. You got to fight for those. Yeah, it's, I think that it. Well, I think that it's just like. I I feel like the people that I am friends with, yeah, or that I've chosen to be friends with, the relationships are strong enough that they can survive that. Like, yeah, okay, where it just can like it can pop up at any point and kind of like resume, yeah, friendship status. That's that's the way I am with quite a few people there, and like in particular like dormant I, friendships yeah but like they that doesn't mean they're dead so those are real friends but i mean sometimes there are friends that you're like yeah like r- it, it, routine this, friends where yeah. it's like once you snap out of the routine you yeah kinda like it's like very easy yeah. to just maybe never see those people again but i mean i don't know what if like jesus and his boys had text messaging back then they could have figured out maybe a little earlier that they weren't I, for each other. I Everybody could have lived. Jesus probably would have got a screenshot from one of one of his pals being like, yo, this guy is talking mad shit and he is scheming against you. Yeah. Wait, who are the other disciples? Was uh, the John. John must have been one of them. Yeah. But I bet Peter. So, I bet somebody at one point was like, Jesus, Judas. Look, I don't. Right. Obviously. That's so I was going to say like, yeah, Jesus, uh, I don't want to tell you, man, I, I, I bet I know. What's John doing now? Like, it's not John. No. It's not John? John, I figured, didn't like me. Did t- so two of my guys don't like me? Tell me it's not Judas, man. Has Judas any- is the only one I can trust. <laughs> Has anybody ever made, like, a like a parody, uh, like, reality TV show with, like, Jesus and the Disciples? Mm. That's a good idea. That sounds like a, that sounds like a, a vehicle for my man... Pete Holmes, true. Yeah, Pete Holmes would have crushed big that. Religious, he guy. would have had a bit about that in his like uh, touring re- Christian stand-up act yeah. that would have gotten him fired. If, if yeah, if if Crashing got like one more season, we would have got the uh, the Jesus reality show where those confessionals would have been. I will one never get thing. the Crashing well, shelf life, especially like especially now where like every there's so, like everything is a TV show. Yeah. Everything is a TV show, or everything like, is a stand-up special. Like true, com- like comedy could not be doing better. But actually, maybe with COVID, ticket sales probably aren't hot. But you know what I'm saying? Like everybody has a stand-up special. Oh, Comedians are like celebrities. Yeah, I thought about that. That's going to sound like shit. Probably, but right? Yeah. Could like, you? I mean, if you could do like bring AirPods or something. And like tap into the PA or something. Yeah, just like Bluetooth it. Yeah, you're not make it like a silent disco because it's going to be tough. Can you ever hear what anybody's saying at Fenway Park? Ah, uh, yeah. You can't. You didn't know. You didn't even know the words to center field. Yeah, that's just because I was overserved. That was not my fault. Every time you've heard center field at Fenway Park. Yeah. No wonder it's America's most beloved ballpark. <laughs> They're right. getting kids. All sorts of goofy drunk. Absolutely. My brother in Christ, he was drinking at Fenway at a young... Man, I got the tenders at Fenway. I hadn't been to Fenway Park as a baseball fan in legitimately probably a decade. Wow. It was crazy. Holy shit. Last time I remember going to a Red Sox game... That's not true. We've been to a Red Sox game. Have we? Yes. Like, maybe not together, but we were like both there and we met up at Yard House. 
No. Oh, that yeah is true. That is true. Before churches, so that is the last Red Sox game I went to. You're right. Before churches, my friend had like her company tickets or something. And you know what? No, I went to the Red Sox game with Nora like three oh, years yeah, ago, you told the story where the guy about... yelled at us to t- quit talking business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so liar. Sorry, bro. Big time liar. She's booking her travel for that <laughs> Patriots season. Uh, Couldn't yes. get away from that business. I had not been in like two plus years, which uh, obviously. Mm. Um, three games already. And you're getting to a fourth because we're going on. Well, uh, that'll be my third. Uh, so, I mean, Thursday, we're just going to be like. Bop, 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 bop. I will know all the words to center field because I am not drinking on Thursday. Same. Solidarity. Yes. Let's do. Um, you can drink. I'll allow it. Let's do. Uh, fucking. Let's treat center field like Sweet Caroline. They start playing yes. center field. We like get everybody up. We're like, bah, bah, we like, bah, 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 we like turn our backs to the field and are looking up the up the grandstands, being like, all right, now here we go. coach. We're doing like we're doing like fist bumps, like bump bump bumps. So like I love the idea of just inserting ba 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 in a random song. For like the organ hits, just like ba ba Well the phone don't and then we're like even Joe DiMaggio. That song has some fucking sass to it, man. Oh, I mean it's Fogarty. What, what's he? What's he gonna? What's he gonna dick around know. on you? I don't know that guy. I mean, he wants to know if you've ever seen the rain. So, oh, that's that guy. It's Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, that's him. That is John oh, Fogerty. Oh, okay. But he what? was like, "Listen, boys, I got to branch out on my own." They're like, "Oh no, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna be like Steve Winwood? You're gonna come up with like Valerie or something huge like that?" And he's like, "Sorry, boys, <laughs> it's even sucks. better. I'm thinking too. I'm thinking too, <laughs> boys. I'm like, oh no, we'll never get him back. That's going to well. You know what? Let's 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 raw dog some John Fogerty uh, Spotify stats. I would love if, if that Centerfield song just crushed everything else. What if uh, I'm going to tell? Remind me to tell the Wyclef John story in a second. John Fogerty. I don't know though because uh, the the fortunate son has got to be like his number one song on Spotify. But this is again, this is John Fogerty solo. Yeah. So that's 43 million. Jack Harlow was just would beat the shit out of John <laughs> Fogerty on Spotify. Uh, CCR. I mean, Creedence. I pulled up Creed by accident. <laughs> Fortunate son coming in at seven sixty million. Guess they didn't get their driver's license last week because Olivia Rodrigo was looking at them like, yikes. I mean, if we had the soundboard, we'd have some Kyrie Irving drops to use on. They're gonna start playing a. Uh, um... Good for you and and all the uh, the Vietnam War movies now. Yeah, we should raise my hand. Just be like, uh, excuse me, why wouldn't you use a more popular song? (laughs) That's right. Have you ever heard heard Shape of You by Ed Sheeran? (laughs) You imagine just a a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait to make a video to post on Twitter of just fucking a helicopter flying in on a war movie and it's just Shape of You playing. Tell you what, man. We were, I mean... We're 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 both a little overtired from a lot of things, so we're probably spinning our wheels a bit on like the Morbius talk. But boy, we got there with <laughs> yeah. Shape of You replacing 
<laughs> I, I love the idea of just like let's pretend that uh, Fortunate Son got canceled and yeah, then has to be not like retroactively enough. replaced with 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 songs Shape that have you. more streams on Spotify. <laughs> Dude, this is gonna be so fun! I can't wait to get nothing else done the rest of the week. Well, let's look up every video that has Fortunate Son. And we're po- we're tossing shape of you in there. We're tossing. Uh, good for you. We're definitely tossing good for you in there. How many does? Let's let's check out our man's Jack. Uh, Jack right. Harlow's new song probably has like more fucking streams. First class already has seventy five million. That is insane. Uh, Industry baby has one point two billion. Oh my so, god! Yeah. So see the helicopters coming. I told you not to go. That one actually might work. Uh, Old Town Road. Yes, <laughs> that would rule. All yeah. right, this is going to be a, a a lovely passion. We're going to be heartbroken. We're going to look up this. We're going to be like shit. Fortunate Son is not used in any popular for what film and movie. Why did we think that this would? That no, was a it I'm kidding. It's every, used in- every fucking helicopter scene that has ever been shot in Hollywood has Fortunate Son. And also, um, like, every politician that doesn't understand what Fortunate Son is about. Well, that's like a real born in the USA situation. Exactly. So we could take, like, videos of, like, Trump walking out to speech or something, <laughs> and she's walking out. Bloom, 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 Oh, man. Let's keep talking about popular songs. What? Hell yeah. What, uh, you know what I bet would be a funny one? Because I bet these people, I'm pretty sure these people kill on Spotify. BTS. I did. BTS. BTS would be great. <laughs> butter. Just Trump, Trump walking out walking on stage. Up to butter. Smooth like butter. Uh, shit was, oh, okay. Here's, let's see. Oh, yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. So, like, Trump walking out to, or no, let's do a helicopter shot. Fat Bottom Girls by Queen. <laughs> yes. Queen, Queen, Queen fucks on Spotify, man. Good. They should. They kill it. Everybody likes Queen. That's right. Man. Uh, um, you know what else everybody likes? Hold on. Everybody likes Raymond. <laughs> everybody loves Raymond. Oh, shit. Famously. Like that? Do they like, do they like love him, love him? Yeah, it's just everybody loves Raymond. Jesus. How does he do with that? That's got to be fucked up pressure. I mean, it's... it's. Can we get like a dark season 22 <laughs> where Raymond... <laughs> he just like collapses under yeah. pressure? Yeah. I don't know, man. There's no pressure when that, when that Cal ta- Ripken column has carried you decades. I know. Hashtag take a, take a break, Raymond. Like his <laughs> yes. fans are worried for him. What is that, Bieber? Yeah. Hashtag take a break, Justin. Yeah. That was my favorite Bieber era. That was it was in that year that I would do the worst birthday tweets every time my birthday oh my was God. coming up. I worst birthdays. Hope hilarious. you enjoyed your fucking weekend because uh like eighteen year old millionaire Justin Bieber had, had the, the worst birthday. Had the quote unquote worst birthday ever. And it was simple I think it was like they wouldn't let Jaden Smith into the club or something. And I think yeah, Jaden yeah, Smith yeah. was like four years yeah, old or something. He was like twelve years old, and Justin was like also like eighteen. Yeah. in a club, and they were like, "Why won't you let us drink?" Yeah, why? Why are you dogging us like this? But also, why weren't they letting him in? Because it's fucking Jaden Smith. And if this were Fenway Park. That's right. No problem. Pete, they Pete just would feed toddlers beers at Fenway. Pete, who as a child famously definitely looked twenty-one, 
just <laughs> bringing in everybody, all, all all his third grade friends. Like it's cool, they're with me. They're like, I don't know, he looks old, man. Uh, yeah, everybody loves. Uh, what, were, what does I say that everybody loves? Oh, everybody loves. You're Queen. talking about Raymond. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, we'll take it back. Thirty seconds here. Everybody loves Queen. Everybody also loves Vizzy Hard Seltzer. Oh my god, I love Vizzy Hard because Seltzer. Vizzy Hard Seltzer, it's delicious. Uh, they have plenty of, of flavors, and it's the first hard seltzer, hard seltzer crafted with antioxidant. Oh, you almost got there. Antioxidant. There you go. What am I going to say? Vitamin C and That's super right. fruit acerola. That's right. This guy knows his stuff. Acerola cherry. There are plenty of hard seltzers to choose from these days. Acerola? I hardly know her. But Vizzy has bold and delicious dual fruit flavors and antioxidant vitamin C. And it makes the choice a little easier and a lot tastier. You've got your pineapple mango. You've got your black cherry lime. You've got your strawberry kiwi, your blueberry pomegranate, your papaya passion fruit, your watermelon strawberry, your blackberry lemon, your raspberry tangerine. And they also have a lemonade hard seltzer as well as watermelon hard seltzer. Each variety pack offers four delicious fruit flavors and the same antioxidant, fuck, antioxidant vitamin C. Why is that word so hard to say? We all have those. That's true. Uh, I'm a big black cherry lime guy. My brother in Christ, you crush the black cherry lime. You're fucking right, I do. I actually did crush a bunch of, uh, of of seltzers this weekend. Yeah? And they're delicious. Oh, boy. It was too much beer for Dave. Uh, it never hurts to add some vitamins and antioxidants into the mix. So with Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment and antioxidant vitamin Cs. Uh, it's a 5% ABV, 100 calories, and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can. Uh, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating than the last. So step up your seltzer game with Vizzy. Find out where you can purchase Vizzy. Go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. Uh, and... To get updates on our on their latest flavor drops and more, sign up for the emails at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 plus. Vizzy bring in uh, one of two vitamin Cs that's keeping me alive right now because, oh boy, oh boy, you don't need to be a basketball fan. The Celtics-Nets series that, as of this recording, is one game deep, is the greatest <laughs> sports series in the history of the world. I spent today looking up like tickets in Brooklyn. Like, wow, do I do it? Nah, can't do that. But uh, I famously, me and my buddy got drunk at the Red Sox game on Monday, and uh, by like the eighth inning, yeah, we were purchasing Celtics tickets for Game Two. Love that three hundred dollars a piece. Yep, uh, and we will be going to Game Two. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, it is tonight. You are right, though. The uh, the game one, as somebody who does not care about the Celtics, yeah. I was fucking invested and screaming, and it was the most exhilarating thing that I've ever been a part of in my life. I, I hate Kyrie. I uh, absolutely, like, between... I, I fucking love sports when there's hate involved, and it just makes it so much better, and I feel like hate is being sucked out of sports like more and more every day. It's just all in Everybody's getting soft. Yeah. Like, uh, all the players are friends now, so like... like Back in the early 2000s, Red Sox-Yankees fucking ruled because none of those guys liked each other. Yeah. And now you go to like a Red Sox-Yankees game and all they're all dapping each other up on the field. They're buddy-buddy. And I feel like that's like 
partially probably because of like social media. They can just chat with each other. And I just think that like they grew up together. Yeah. They played and, against each other in tournaments. Generally, people are like a little bit nicer. Yeah. Than, oh, they, definitely. than they were in like the early 2000s. It's not as which cool is, to be a dick, which, which is, is good. Which is generally a good thing. But I like a little hate in sports. So I am. And we had this discussion too on Monday. We were talking about Kyrie. We had like a yeah. t- Kyrie discourse where you. I know there was res- good Kyrie discourse on Monday. Yeah. We, we, I'll say, we probably at one of the locations we are, I was saying to you, and I don't want to get into like some like big, like, whoa, we were so drunk thing. We probably all sounded, we, we were able to communicate each other with each other, but I bet to like an outsider. Hearing us speak, we probably sounded like the stupidest people that were ever born. Well, at one point, you spilled beer on your pants. I dropped beer. my beer, <laughs> and then immediately after dropping my beer, started uh, doing the thing where you throw the uh, your sunglasses up and down to yourself, and I caught myself after like two or three tosses, and I was like, the last thing I was holding, I just fucking dropped, <laughs> so I'll stop playing this game. You did pull a cool move, and you bought donuts, and you gave me a donut. I did. I was like, hey, get some food in your kid. That was very Have clutch. This donut. Um, but yeah, we had a good Kyrie discourse uh, while very drunk, because you, you, I feel like you I'm a Kyrie generally guy. have balanced yeah. takes, and you're like, I don't understand why everybody hates Kyrie so much, or like, or you were like... I get why they hate him. And you were like, I love Kyrie, and I was like, sure. I do like Kyrie. But you also have to understand that Kyrie is... A bitch. Oh, he's like a <laughs> he's dick. A he, he's an absolute dick to Celtics I hate fans. That guy. And he lied to them. And they should hate him. And I feel like right now we're in like this perfect knock on wood. We're only one game deep. We're like no real serious lines are being crossed. Right. And again, like if you don't like I, I, I understand not to like defend what do I tell my kids people like I do understand a lot of people are probably really mad. What, that, like, him off? Like, that, it's a yeah. example. Like, yeah, like, yeah. I, bet, I bet people are mad that, like, I don't know, if you have, like, a nine-year-old kid, and you're like, hey, I want you to show this, I want to show you the Celtics, because I love the Celtics, and you can't watch it, because he's yelling pussy at them, and suck my dick, and yeah. all this, st- and, like, dropping that in press conferences. So I, I get why With some all people, due respect, though, yeah. fuck them kids. Yeah, I mean, and... This rocks. It's yes. it's such a two way street. And again, no one's Kyrie's not gonna like beat anybody up. No one's throwing anything at him. This is this is where the discourse got on Monday. It's like it's a two way street, but Kyrie pretends that it's not a two way street. He pretends that he's living rent free in Celtics fans' heads, which is not true. Well, it is both true. are in each other's heads exactly. But he is such a mentally strong player. I don't know if he's the most mentally strong person, but he's such a mentally strong player that he can. He can be, like, getting into spats with Celtics fans while dropping a fucking 39 piece on your dick. Well, absolutely. But then, like, but then he cries about, like, that, like, uh, like Celtics fans won't let it go. And it's like, neither will you. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I don't think, I mean, honestly, I liked what he said after the game, which was just like, hey, I'm just giving the same energy I get. Like, they don't like me. I don't like them. Yeah. If they call me a bitch, I'm going to call them a bitch because they're the bitches, I not me. It. I respect so, it. So I, I don't know. I just think of it as – But just don't pretend We that, never like, saw like Eli Manning like flipping off Patriots fans. We never saw like A-Rod for as much as we hated him. A-Rod, that was he'd get into a players. That was we were making on Monday. But A-Rod fucking took so much shit. I forgot about it I was until today when I was talking to Adam. I forgot about like the Madonna masks and everything. Mm-hmm. People were like bringing like his like – personal life into it and everything and people were being real assholes to him and that motherfucker just took it like we should 
as people, we should have a lot of respect for A Rod, especially because he didn't do anything. Like the, the he wanted to go he to you, wanted to yeah. come to the Red Sox, the the league office. Like I obviously didn't like A Rod after that. Same, um, and he did a lot of like embarrassing things that were great to make fun of. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. Like he he. He didn't make the decision to like spurn Boston. No, he, and it was he all wanted, he wanted in right. his life. Yeah, and so like, yeah, the the A Rod abuse was probably a little bit over the top, but yeah, it's a much different situation with Kyrie because like Kyrie like actively told Boston to go fuck himself, fuck themselves. Yeah, and that's why I dislike Kyrie. But I so I love that you dislike Kyrie, and I like that I think. Oh, I, I I really dislike Kyrie. I lo- but I I like that, like when he gives you the finger and when he calls you a bitch or whatever. Are you like after? How dare you? After no. all you did, like I think that you probably I like love that. it. Yeah. The video. Did you see the video of when when he does the double fingers behind the, his head? He did like a, a lot of things. Yeah. He had like four. He did a suck my dick, <laughs> yeah. which like that's his catchphrase. You, you you know if you test him, he's just gonna come with that. But he did a suck my dick. He did double fingers. He hit the three turn and gave him the finger. Mm-hmm. He did, so he had quite a few things. But when he did the double birds behind his head, there's an old guy sitting behind him, and the old guy is elated. And he see, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know what I he's yelling, that, but yeah. I think he's like seriously like at a boy, Kyrie. Yeah, like like I love the idea of playing it up. Yes, yeah, it makes and like that. Sports is fucking like drama and it's theater. Yeah. And if like you can inject that into it and make it more juicy, yeah. All the power to you. And I think that for somebody who's often painted as unrelatable because he's just so inconsistent with a lot of things that he says and honestly like confusing a lot of the time. Yes. So for somebody who's considered very unrelatable, I think that it's perfect for Boston fans that he is a person. That if he's told, and like a thing I don't like about Boston is that a lot of times any slight is just so quickly escalated yeah. and it's just unnecessary. That he does that should make Boston fans, or even if Boston fans don't like love him for it, they should be like, well, we get that. Or they should like appreciate it yes, and respect 100%, it because yeah. that's what that's what a lot, a lot of Boston Bozos would do. So yeah, man, I'm crazy about this series. As soon as the game ended, I did the same thing, bought tickets for game two. The. And I was afraid. I was like, you know what? Maybe we wait for like the day of the game because sometimes it's cheaper the day before. It, it's only going to get more from expensive. like the yeah. second we bought the tickets. I checked like ten minutes later. Uh, the the get in went from like one hundred seventy five after the game to we, we paid like three hundred. Yeah, man. But man, it, it it it. I've seen a lot of cool things. My live only sports wise, but honestly. That and like, like there would have been incredible. Bruins went in the cup, like Nathan Orton game seven, a uh, lot of Patriots shit. And obviously those are all like bigger moments and everything. Game but, one of a first round NBA series. But seriously, like a game that you kind of pissed away and it's against like this really interesting rival, basically playing an Eastern Conference final in the first round because somebody wouldn't get his shots. Um, and... You just fucking lost that game, and then in just a second, it's like, it's right holy fuck, they didn't lose. It's over. Yeah. I man, that was the that was the most insane atmosphere. Yeah, and and like and talk about that atmosphere. It's like the atmosphere was so much better because like the stakes were high because nobody wants to lose to Kyrie. Oh yeah, so that's why I'm saying like I fucking love 
when hate is in sports because the stakes are so much higher because you're like, if we lose, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I think that the Nets think that this is like going to be a really hard series because last year, if you remember, Kyrie was like, hopefully, hopefully, like the fans are respectful and like we don't have any racism. And that like opened a big thing of like, well, and Jalen Brown took offense to that because he was like, Boston does have an issue with racism, but like, maybe we, don't like hijack the series yeah, by maybe, making it like if a player tells you to fuck off, like right. that this becomes like a big national story and everything because players are going to tell you to fuck off and you know why they're going to yeah. tell you to fuck and off. That's why, like, but they're not doing that. They, like, and, and KD was in on uh, was in on it too, and Kyrie stepped on the fucking leprechaun. And every, I was going to say everybody lost their mind. That. No one really did care. No. That became more of like a, why does everyone care about this so much? And it was like, dude, no. Kevin, Kevin Garnett cared about it. I think that, that it. it. I think that it was more like, why is this guy such a bitch that he's doing that? Yeah. But that was, that's what pissed I me off. I think they did that last year because they knew they were going to smoke the Celtics, which they did. And coming into the series this year, Kyrie was more like, hey, man, like, I hope that at some point we can get to a point where people are like, damn, like, it's cool that we had Kyrie and like that they... Remember the good days, famously forgetting, there were legitimately like no good days when Kyrie was a Celtic. He (laughs) was, he did a first half of his first season with the Celtics before he got hurt. He like led a lot of comebacks and his press conference was fun. Vibes were bad. Uncle Drew, uh, like when Uncle Drew was coming out, he was on his best behavior. When he said he was coming back, so there were like a few times that there were good days, but by and large, generally the, the Kyrie experience <laughs> was like, how the fuck do they have Kyrie Irving and like the best young player in the NBA and Al Horford who's still really good and, and Jalen like, Brown and Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward like how the fuck is this not working? And I mean, his second year, he legitimately like torpedoed their season. So. I understand. But anyway, he's saying all that stuff. And I think it's more of like a, I'll try to play nice if you guys will play nice. Because I don't think that he thinks they're going to come in here and smoke them. And it's uh, nobody's playing nice, which I'm, I'm glad. But I do also do feel like we're kind of like walking on eggshells where like one thing happens, the discourse oh, yeah. changes, and now it's like insufferable where it's like... Like, are we? Have we crossed the line? Like, yeah, I'm I hope wait- though. Like, the, the, I'm the, waiting for that to happen. The water bottle, like, you, you just can't throw shit at 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 people. Yeah. So, like, that can't keep, happen. Keep it in check. Yeah, exactly. And that's why, again, like, I personally am okay with the swearing and the yeah. fingers and everything. And like Kyrie doing like the little clever like. Like, he kind of doing, like, the, the yawn or whatever, like, pretend oh, to pick and, his nose, the, toss it. The, the crying thing was very funny. Love that. I, I mean... Love, I love people. I love, like, mocking people for crying. Oh, yeah. I, uh, man, I got in... Uh, whenever I get I think, in fights with Boston sports fans, I just call them crybabies. I think the ultimate, like, the ultimate, like, uh, insult, the crying insult is, like, gonna cry? Cry. No, gonna cry. Is, oh, is, gonna is, cry? Is, that hits harder. Yeah, gonna cry. I I mean, cry is a common reply to an Adam Schefter that, I reply. I don't, so like, I don't like that. That's why I, you lost me with just cry because yeah. it's just like people, un non creative people on the internet just use cry as like a. Oh no, yeah, thing. that's again, that's like reply that's to like reply ratio. thing. So right, exactly. Yeah. So like Adam Schefter says the Dolphins are trading for Tyreek Hill. So oh, Tyreek Hill's forty times blah blah. blah. Yeah. And someone responds like cry. cry. Yeah, it's like L plus ratio plus cry. I always find it so weird when someone's like 
when someone just says ratio. That's the worst. So I'm like, you don't. You, it's not. That's not how that works, right? Like the proof's in the pudding, my brother in Christ. <laughs> like we're gonna see if there's a ratio or not. You know, right. there's like a very out. easy way for us to find that out. My brother and C, what are we? Uh, what are we doing, bud? So yeah, this Celtics series is gonna rock. You know Be- what else rocked? What's that? Better uh, call Saul or the unbearable, the unbearable weight. weight of massive talent. Okay, we saw that, uh, and it's an insane movie. Last three movies we've seen have all been insane. That, Ambulance, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. If I had to rank them, this was the least insane. Possibly. I mean, this was a this was a brilliantly thought of yes. and executed movie, yet I think I'm going to have liked it less than everybody else. Really? I think it's like I think it's like a B plus plus. Oh, I think it's oh, like man. I th- some of the the moments are incredible and some legitimately huge laughs. Things I'm, I'm going to steal. I'm like, only going as low as an A minus. Okay. Like, all right. All right. Yeah. I I loved the movie. It was a great time. Like it is that a great is, time. That is a like fantastic. You you watch it with like the boys. Yeah. And like you're gonna have you're gonna have so many laughs. Not since uh, Father John Misty said, "Ah, very cool." <laughs> Has there been an immediate? I'm stealing that. Then maybe it's just this word. But there's a scene where Pedro Pascal and I don't want to—I really don't want to spoil anything because the movie's not out yet. But Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage basically they like do the, fall uh, the, in love in the, like over the course of this movie, and they do—they do like the soccer jersey swap. They do something like that with yeah you know, yeah with, with other with, things, but right? They, so they yeah exactly. And then there's just a uh, once they've completed the deal, they're just like sitting there, and Nick Cage goes pregnant pause. Cool. <laughs> You do a great Nicolas Cage impression. Do I? Just I with d- the word cool. I do it often. I Because I've had to sell people on pig a lot. Really? So I always have to say, you do do someone a- takes his pig and then he's like, I'm looking for my pig. Yeah, you do a good Nicolas Cage impression. I'll say that. Nice. I'm uh, updating the old bio. Nicolas Cage, uh, I don't know like how or when, but Nicolas Cage has just become like... A king. Yes. When did this happen? I, I remember when I was a kid... Like a uh, self-aware king. I remember when I was a kid, like Nicolas Cage was fucking Nicolas Cage, and I remember in college, uh, someone came to our room and was like, hey, we're going to the movies, want to come? My friend was like, what movie are you seeing? Such and such. Who's in that? And they went, Nicolas Cage. And he goes, oh, I'll stop you right there. Absolutely not. Yeah, right. And I laughed so hard, because I was like... Yeah, who wants to see a fucking Nicolas Cage movie? Get out of here. He basically was like the nickelback of actors for a long time. Yeah, yeah. And this was before, like, people thought to be like, hey, he's just trying to fucking work, man. (laughs) Don't be mean to Nick Cage. Uh, The unbearable weight of massive talent uh, is a very, very fun and creative movie. And uh, like 9.5 on the fun scale. Yes. Or, like, if not 10. Yes. And it has a lot of, like, um, the the nice guys sort of vibe to it with like the buddy yeah. the buddiness to it it's like, like the ultimate buddy movie it is a great buddy movie and it's like an unex you wouldn't expect like Pedro Pascal and Nick Cage to have that sort of buddy buddy relationship yeah like Gosling and and Russell Crowe yeah so it is it, it is incredible like to behold how good they are together fuck there was it did remind me of one movie. And I forget what it fucking was. I didn't write down uh, any notes, but shoot. 
It did remind me. Uh, it wasn't unlike anything I've ever seen. No, like it. It still felt like you were watching a movie. So when you, actually when you say it's like the least insane, that's what I think I'm you're saying. right. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the, the the premise is Nicolas Cage is where Nicolas Cage is in his career. If things were like a little worse, and he wants like the next big project, and he has to take some fucking like shitty birthday party thing to make a quick buck and it turns and chaos ensues like and, i feel like this was nicholas cage this was like a, a time period where nicholas cage wasn't cool like yeah so it would have been what like pre-mandy six seven years yeah. ago yeah yeah and and like i feel like there's a lot of truth to it <laughs> yeah it, and that's why i said right after i was like man i had like a i had a tough time with like the first act because everything and every joke was just like establishing that anything that happens in this movie will be either a direct result of or a direct setup to the fact that Nicolas Cage sucks yeah. and not at acting at everything. Yeah, just like... At, like at just like a useless human and I really didn't like that. There was like, there I was is like, like an uncomfortable element to it yeah. because it is like... Nicholas Cage signing up to shit all over himself. Yeah, but it, it it's also a. I was uh, that reminds me. By the way, I was making fun of myself when I dropped my beer, and when I dropped my beer at the bar, I was making yeah. fun of myself, and then yeah. I dropped my beer, and it was that was the worst combo in the world. <laughs> making fun of yourself is like okay, but if you then give like everybody a chance to laugh at you while the topic is, is already like, yeah. by your choosing. That you suck. So I don't know. Maybe it was because I was coming off of that. But yeah, seeing like like him fuck everything up and like the FBI not being able to count on him because he's so fucking stupid. But but there's also like the element of of respecting him more for being willing to do that. Yeah. I and I I don't know. Maybe if if I were to meet him and be like, hey man, you went pretty hard on yourself in that movie. Maybe he'd be like, well, the joke was so clearly that I'm nothing like that, and I'd be like, oh. Yeah, everyone thinks that, man. You're right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's why it is. Because like the Nicolas Cage reputation, you were just talking about with, like the Nickelback comparison, which unfortunately I think is pretty fair. And that like yeah. just like easy punching bag. I think that he's just leaning into it now, and like that yeah. that is the easiest way to make yourself cool. But he, man, he is goaded these last few years. Like I he's didn't like Mandy, but actor. he was good in it. And Pig is like really a fucking. Like all timer sounds crazy, but he's done some corny shit. Man, it's up but I, there. I think that like over the past five years, there is absolutely no question that he is a very good actor. Yeah, and he's great in this. There's so right. much. It's also oh, um, Tropic Thunder. So that's a stupid. Yeah. It's like a very basic, uh, low hanging comparison. But there's like a lot of he. All he wants to do is have the next big role, or he still wants to be Nicolas Cage, but he's also wrestling with like. Should I be being a better dad? Should I be getting my finances in order? They, I can't also, believe they make they, they go there as much as they do. Yeah, they like they. That's everything's on the table. That's what I'm saying. It's like there's a lot of real real shit in this movie about Nicolas Cage's life. Which he is, makes a financial proposal that uh, <laughs> there were a few scream out loud moments it's for incredible. me in this movie. I was a noisy motherfucker in that theater because it was fucking. Good. I think. Uh, there is a there are a few Paddington Two references in this movie, mm. and the reaction that it got from the theater yeah. just warmed the fuck out of my heart because they like they talk up Paddington Two as like being an incredible movie, and the entire theater was like, 
Yes. 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 Yeah. So like, I love that it's just widely recognized that Paddington 2 is an incredible piece of stuff. Oh, yeah. Now. I mean, if you're going to, for the joke that they were making, or not even joke, but for the, the thing that they were doing, Paddington 2 is the only movie that makes sense there. Yeah. It has to be something that came out recently that, that somebody maybe somehow could have missed, but that most people would say, you haven't seen that? It's the fucking best movie. I can't think of anything that's more highly regarded and highly reviewed than Paddington 2 there for something like that. I so when Tatum hit that layup, I screamed ah for like a minute straight when the Paddington Two thing came up, and it's presented as like favorite movies go essentially, mm-hmm. and like we get to the top of this guy's list and he's got Paddington Two there. I did like a I yelled out like a five second yo. <laughs> I was and I like looked at you. I was like, man, you think you like you think I like it or you think any of these motherfuckers here like it? Pete, man, this for you. you earn this. That was for me. Because that was for me. People can love. We all have things like that that like everybody loves and everybody gets that it's the best. But it's like somehow it's still like it's still, it's still like, really yours. Yeah, it's mine. But I want everybody else to have it too. Yeah, that's like if, the thing. Like, I, I it's, it's a weird thing because like I was in on Paddington too from the ground floor, oh, yeah. but I wanted to make sure that everybody else felt welcome as well. Do you think Paddington two would be as popular if you didn't see it? <laughs> That's just the a answer is no, thing to but say. by like a like millionth of a percentage of a fraction or whatever. True, I have I've gotten a lot of people to watch it that may not have otherwise watched it just because I didn't stop talking about it for like thirty six to a hundred people. A fewer people wouldn't have seen it, yeah, or would or like wouldn't seen have seen it. seen it, wouldn't have made the choice to see it when they did. Yeah, man, but I mean, it makes the, it the, the Paddington stuff rocks. The uh, did you notice uh, the the love interest By of Pedro way, Pascal. You notice who that actor was? No. That was the uh, girl from season two of Master of None. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Nicolas Cage would be an, an incredible Paddington villain. Oh, God, yes. He'd be so good. He'd be like, give me the fucking book, Paddington. <laughs> Where's my bear? I'm looking for a... I'm looking for a bear. I'm looking for Paddington. <laughs> he... He left his watch at my apartment last night. We were hanging out. I think they did announce the Paddington 3 villain, and I don't know who it is. How funny is it now in retrospect that Nicole Kidman was the first one? I know. So rough. She she, she was not she, great in that. She wasn't good. But yeah. Like, I was really... I mean, Paddington and Mamma Mia too. Paddington and Mamma Mia, for movies that came out at the same time and had sequels at the same time, it's weird that the first one was kind of not it, Chief. Uh, I guess Ian McK- Ian McKellen might be the, uh, uh, the Paddington Three villain. I don't know. Mm. Uh, there's a drug scene. Oh, there is. In... There is a drug scene, and it's very much like the uh, the Wolf of Wall Street drug scene. Yeah, but it, it it's is, Wolf of Wall Street. It is fantastic in its own way. Wolf of Wall Street drug scene meets this is the end. Uh, yes. Big pit scene. Yes. They if you've listened to this podcast. You know which this is the end scene we absolutely love in which device they use that we absolutely love. That is used. And I was not mad. I wasn't like, no. Oh, that's like in this is the it end. Was, it was like it was like telegraph too. You knew exa- you knew exactly. it was coming, but it was still it was still done well enough that you're like, I'm glad they did that. Dude, can you like really just like take a second and think about that scene? How intense that scene gets. Oh and like yeah. what they're doing. That's where that's where 
I mean, that, that was probably like the height of the movie, but at that point, I was like, I am fucking floored <laughs> by what I'm by by the cinema that has been well, placed like before me. Two very good actors, yeah, just like acting the shit out of the silliest scene in out the of world, the <laughs> weirdest fucking thing in the world, and again, like and like obvious jokes. But that that it's 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 a very well done. There movie. are also like a a, a few uh, very very much laugh out loud loud scenes of physical comedy yeah. of just Nicolas Cage like turning on his uh, his like acting like his yeah acting right right switch where he would just like turn around and like his face was just like okay he, and now I'm acting yeah like now <laughs> now it's a movie now it's this is what so I have to fucking do fucking funny man did you uh, th- there's a shrine to Nicolas Cage at one point in the movie. Yes. Were you uh, peeping for any pig artifacts? No. I was like, there's not going to be any pig no, shit in here. That's, that would be things. funny if there was just a pig, pig shit. No, oh, no, there's a pig in there. He's like, there's my pig. You I, found I my pig. I would have I lost my fucking shit if he had just like f- come across a pig at some point in the movie. He was like, ah, oh, there's my pig. Yeah. No, if it's in there and he walks in and he sees all the stuff and he's like, ah, oh, you pig? have this thing from this movie. You have this thing. Hey, that's my pig. That's right. <laughs> Can I have it back? Of course. And like the rest of the movie, he's just like carrying his pig. He's like, we have to get out of this situation. Calm down, pig. <laughs> I fucking love Nicolas Cage, man. Man, he's he's goaded, man. And I I recently rewatched Con Air. That's a great movie. That is a great movie just because Nicolas Cage has long hair and it's very funny. Yeah, th- there's actually quite a bit of Con Air in this movie. There's a lot of uh there's a lot of stock uh, or uh, like archival footage of Nicolas yeah. Cage movies. I was wondering I was like, how, uh, how do you have to like pay for the rights? That's what to I was thinking. Things? I was like I bet whoever made National Treasure rightfully probably held out like fucking crazy because yeah. they're like if you're doing this, I know which one you want the most. <laughs> you want National Treasure. We haven't done much on National Treasure. I don't know those movies well. I don't think I've ever seen them. I've seen the first one, but I saw that like way late. But that that was again, I was like I am not seeing the Nicolas Cage treasure chest movie. No, thank you. I'll we, be going to see Super Bad. You dorks. Uh, we have to. We still have to do the sleepover. Yep. Um. So patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Yeah. Uh. So, subscribe for the Patreon. Good ambulance we've, content. We've that's kind up of there been. Right now. Wait, is that it? Was ambulance a uh, Friday? I believe. I think so. Yeah. Oh, well, ambulance yes. was a, was a great yeah great review. Yeah. You should go fucking batch it movie batch it review. Yeah. Go subscribe to the Patreon and listen to our ambulance review. Uh, we're going to do a sleepover at some point. I feel like the next Patreon tier, we should do like a weekend of things we've never done. Because it came up today that uh, I've never been to the Olive Garden. Oh, my God. And you were like flabbergasted. I present. I was complaining about uh, one of our friends. I was like, you know that this asshole has never been to the Olive Garden? And you were like, shit, we're supposed to have gone to the Olive Garden? <laughs> and I wanted to kill you. <laughs> I've never been to the Olive Garden, uh, never seen National Treasure. It would be very fun to just, like, slot away a weekend to just do things you've never done before. That, like, people would be... And, like, I How know can that, we make I know content? That we, I know that we, like, hold out on yeah. things. I, I think the content would just be, like, reviewing things that we had never done before. Yeah, so just kind of make it, like, an Affleck week type thing, except, like, we block off those two days. Like, okay, right. we're working this day. All right, so, hey... Watch National Treasure. We'll talk about it. We'll put out uh, an episode. They could be like kind of crudely done. Yeah. Just like record, toss them up. That would be just like a never have I ever week. Man, that'd be good. All right, so that would be. Uh, could could we work in some Beatles there? Yes. Okay, so we could do some Beatles. We could do some Olive Garden. 
I mean, Olive Garden honks. I haven't been there in a thousand years, but they got like a consistent chicken parm. You know who would love Olive Garden? John Butchagross. John Butchagross. Because here's the thing with, with, with my guy Butchie. He likes chicken parm. He loves chicken parm. And, and man, boy, he will let you know it. I every can't time believe he's ever on TV. So I like the I I love the John Butchagross Twitter chicken parm content. It's like rewatching an episode of The Office. I don't even you know what it's going to be on ESPN. Yeah, the TV I, I think the I think the television integration ha- has been a, a work in progress. And like Torts doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and. He's like, oh, great, more, and I'm like, no, the like the the chicken parm thing shouldn't be like a. It should be like a, like a couple there times. Be like, n- nobody should have any bad attitudes towards it. No, no one should be like, oh no, the chicken parm segment didn't work, or like it, the chicken parm thing should always be good and should always make you feel good. I like when people. Like, he doesn't say my brother in Christ, but he's got a lot of my brother in Christ energy when he sends some of those tweets. He absolutely like, does. Hey, Butchie, my wife just made chicken parm for the first time. How would she do? And he'd be like, divorce. my brother in Christ, <laughs> divorce her. <laughs> my brother in Christ, that looks like it sucks. He is not shy about, like, just being like, yo, throw that shit in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. We should have him on to be like. He would absolutely come on. Yeah. Me and him are boys. Okay. Uh, All right, cool. Bucci, come on the podcast. Yeah, but it's going to be about uh, about chicky chicky parm parm. All right, better call call Saul was good too. 